Welcome again to another edition of the CarCast. Tonight's episode 66. Most likely you're listening to it either right away or later. Those are really the only two options. If you're listening to it in the past, congratulations on figuring out a way to travel back in time. I'm Owen Newkirk. He's Sean Shapiro. I'm in the pilot's chair tonight. Sean is riding shotgun or navigating, mm-hmm. if you prefer. Oh, he's definitely navigating the CarCast questions. But here we are after Stars Penguins. Let's start with the... I have a thought real quick. Okay. If someone was able to figure out time travel, do you think you would listen to the CarCast while watching the game? No. Like, do you think you would watch the game live while listening to the CarCast? No. You know why? Why? Because if you know the results Mm -hmm. before you... If you find out, let's say you DVR a game, which we do, especially soccer games, Mm because the times of sort of competing with our day job, Mm -hmm. night job, is job, yeah, whatever. <laughs> There's no really need to specify. Mm-hmm. If you find out the result, it will make you significantly less interested in watching the game. I still try sometimes, but it's much less interesting if you already know the outcome. Yes, it is. So if you were to listen to the carcast and know the outcome, because we usually say what the result is. Correct. We haven't yet. We haven't yet. But it will diminish your interest in the game. Yes. So if you are, so a, I'm going to say no to going back in time and then listening to the car cast concurrent with the game itself. Yeah, I agree with that. I just... Food Interesting for thought. thought, though. Food, food for thought. And if, um, you, if you are a time traveler listening, um, now, uh, spoiler alert, score's coming. Yeah, indeed it is. So here it is. Turn off the car cast if you're about to watch the game for the first time. But, I mean, you could... You don't even have to travel back in time. If you DVR the game and have avoided the scores, but you said, you know what, I'm going to listen to the post-game show's after-party... While I'm watching the DVR of the game, and I, which I don't know the results, that's the more realistic scenario. I yes. think it's the wrong move. Yeah, I'm actually telling you not to listen to our show. It's meant to, it's, for, it, until it, later. It is a it is a after, it is a uh, something to be wa- to listen to afterwards. Yes, it's time for celebratory thoughts, or in this case, therapy. Uh, trying to bring down the frustration, perhaps. Or, as we talked about last time, we talked quite a bit about motorcycles. It's and we never know what we're going to encounter yes. on the road on the way home, and so that comes sometimes derail and talk about the game itself. But, Sean, tonight, uh, the Stars lose 3-2 to to Pittsburgh. Spoiler alert. <laughs> as if you ever needed to say that in a post-game show. But nonetheless, this was, from an outsider's perspective, this was one heck of a hockey game. Yeah, chances at both ends. Wonderful, contentious atmosphere inside the, the American Airlines Center. If you were a neutral or a Penguins fan, you go, "This is great." If you're a Stars fan, you're riding the roller coaster of emotion that is in, not encapsulated solely within the 60 minutes of tonight's game. There are outside factors weighing in on you: recent form, road uh, homestand struggles as far as getting points, uh, playing relatively well but not getting the results to show for it lately and riding the wave of emotions. I'll give you a point, uh, a case in point, Sean. The Stars began the month of March by winning five of six. Yes. And people were riding high, charging back into a playoff spot. They're playing well, finding ways to win hockey games. Then the homestand, and they went one, three, and one, including tonight's loss to the Penguins. So they are now... Finding themselves in a stretch where they are still six, four, and one for the month of March. That doesn't sound half bad. 
problem is is that as you heard Monty say in his yeah. postgame, if we went three and two on the homestand, now you're looking at eight, three, and oh, and you're going. That's a march. That's yes. a march that gets you in the playoffs. Yes. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's it's interesting because it's it's the more I think and you take a look at the one three and one. There's a couple interesting numbers that really stand out to me. One that's interesting is, and they've talked about how they've been playing well. They think they've been playing better than the one three and one indicates. Um, and we talked to Andrew Cagliano after the game. He said, "Well, there's no moral victories, and what you are is your. It's the old you are what your record is, or whatever." And but during this this five game homestand, they actually had a shot advantage in all five games. Now, that's the first time this season the Stars have gone five straight games out shooting their opponent. However, the factor that may have led to that, they've been chasing all of those games. In all five games, they let up the first goal. Right. That is that's a, a problem. That is a problem, um, and that is something that this team has not been a strong starting team all season, frankly. Um, and that's something that this is the worst time of year for it to uh, to get even worse. I'll use a soccer analogy. We're both big soccer fans. There are a lot of teams that play this way, depending on where. If they go on the road or if they're playing a team that they feel like they might be the underdogs for, they will play defend and counter. Okay? It's not quite trap hockey, but it's the kind of same idea. Play within your structure. Be patient. Don't throw numbers forward. Unless you have a great chance to counterattack, why let the other uh, let the, your opponent come to you, kind of suck them in a bit, take over, steal possession, and then try to counter with numbers. It works best if you have the lead, because then the opponent has to try to take more risks to try to create a goal to come back. Yes, that's exactly what happens when the stars, like for example, the win in Chicago on the yep. last road trip, they get the early goal. Now Chicago's stretching even more than they already do, and the Stars get counterattacks, and they score more. Mm-hmm. And now they have a bigger lead, and they end up winning the hockey game. Tonight, and all five of these home games, the Stars have been playing from behind, and teams are less inclined to jump forward and risk things, come out of their structure, when they have the lead, because it's exactly what they want to do. Get the lead, and then just keep playing their game. Yes. So it has not... I'm not saying that that it's an excuse. I'm saying that it is not conducive to the way the Stars want to play to fall behind, and they just don't play that high-risk style that much, which leads to a lot. And they just don't score enough goals. No, they don't. It really comes down to that. They don't score enough goals. They don't score enough goals. And tonight was probably a type of night that you could use to encapsulate something that's been this team. If they get to three, Sean, they get points. Yes, they do. They might even win it if they get to three. The process of it tonight, though, it's not just getting to three. It's you go through, and there were lots of times tonight the stars were in the right spot, they were in the right place, they created all the way up to it. The finish just hasn't been there. It hasn't been there all year. Right. But tonight, there's just so many examples of it. Murray there's, came up with some big time saves. Murray did make, but, but however, I you got to find a way to beat. You go through. Also go through. There's a chance. Uh, Roddick Fox at one point, point blank chance from four feet away. It's the beginning blows, of the second period. Missed the net. Blows it wide. Rope hints in the first period. Joel Esperance in the first. Yes, for those yeah. guys. Rope hints. Prime one on one with the goalie. And you, and you, in the slot. And you, and you don't elevate the puck. Tyler's even. Even. Uh, I disagree with the, the elevating the puck complaint. I'm, I'm not. That's, not, that's right. not my main complaint. I'm just right. saying. It's, it's, we get a lot of those, and you'll you, see some in our Carcast yeah, questions tonight. The point is, is that 
what if you shoot, you elevate the puck and you shoot over the net? You say, well, you should have shot it lower, you could have scored. It, that, to me, is the less, you know, it's a situational. They're, they're, it's situational, but yes. But my point being, the hints, the hints one, Murray goes left to right, and it's it's a shot that he puts right into the pad. Late in the game, Tyler Sagan has has a, has a great chance. Murray does a good job getting to, from side to side, but Sagan doesn't doesn't get it up and over. You're talking about the one for the really sharp angle? Yes. Because that was a an impossible angle. I mean, he was almost, he had his own feet almost on the goal line. Can he score from there? Absolutely. We've seen him do it before. Well, I'm talking about the one where, yes. The one Radulov to Sagan backdoor. He, as if you watch that replay again, he's almost standing on the goal line. Yeah. Extended. No, and and he has the chance there, and then. Like, it's a really tough angle. And then. Gensel scores from that angle. Yeah, Gensel scores from that angle, and and then Radulov, then Murray makes the save. The puck's sitting there, and Radulov can't dig it out from between Murray's legs. It's, it's Some of it goes down to puck luck. Puck, of, puck luck, but it also comes down to they just aren't finishing. They no. haven't finished as right. a season, as a team. They don't. They just haven't been able to finish, and that's just that's a fact. And it was something that was way more pronounced tonight yes. with the amount of opportunities they had, and and then on the other end, Pittsburgh did finish. Yep. And I'm with you on that. It's that being said, this was a two-two hockey game going into the third period. They give up a power play goal in the first. The Stars were out playing Pittsburgh in the first period. And then the only penalty they took all night long was Alexander Radulov's getting an offensive zone slashing penalty. And they scored on it, Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. on a Jake Gensel power play goal, which was a very nice shot yes. from a tough angle. He had to adjust his He's stick. 38 goals. He's a goal scorer. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a world-class finish because, again... It was a very sharp angle. Yes, he had an open net, but he still had to catch the puck and in one motion just rip it. Mm-hmm. And he scored, right? He scored. He scored. But that, that's he's a goal scorer. It, it was one. Of, it was. It was a bad penalty too. It, it was, was. It was. It was kind of almost a pick your poison penalty for yeah, the referees. Yeah, he had two or three physical attempts before where they on the four check. I like his them. passion. Sometimes he gets a little overzealous, yes. and it leads to bad penalties. Yes. Stars do tie it though, right? Second period, Tyler Sagan yep. scores very goal, nice play. and uh, that's a Radulov pass, yes. right? Sets so, it up, yep. back door. Sagan scores, one-one. Yep. That was right after Foxa had that great chance early in yes. the period to miss. The problem is that they weren't able to get the lead, right? They were trailing all night, tied or losing. Pittsburgh gets the second goal. Bad turnover. And. Bad turnover. It's a great play by Phil Kessel. Still a bad turnover. No, it's both. It's a bad turnover by Polak, and it's a great play by Kessel. And he flips it out in front to Jared McCann, who has found a new life since being traded from Florida. Yes, he has. Wasn't scoring. He had eight goals in 40-something games for the Panthers, and now he has... Eleven or something. Yeah, that was a great pickup for Pittsburgh. Fifteen. Yeah, that's turned like that. into one of the better deadline deals. Yeah, that one Niederreiter has been pretty yeah. good for uh, um, Carolina. Mark Stone. Mark Stone. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we were not surprised. Yes, yeah, yes. But he, boy, yeah, he looked good tonight. Scored that goal, two to one. But Sean, the Stars get one late, and it is a beautiful shot. Yeah. From Andrew Cogliano. Great rush play by uh, Nichushkin to Klingberg. Great cross ice feed through the neutral zone, giving Cogliano a chance to, to get a clean look. Mm-hmm. And he picked the corner. It was a beautiful shot. It was a pretty goal. Great goal. 2 2. End pretty of the second. Almost, almost 3 2, though. Wow. McKinnon had a one yeah. on 
that was with, that was that was again, Gilbert's like, best save of the night. He's had yeah. he had multiple. He stopped Crosby one on one in the third period. He stopped. Well, he he covered enough net as Bukestad at a two on zero and yeah. shot it wide. Yeah, but that McCann's the, the save he made on McCann's that was a big ten, one. ten seconds after the Cogliano goal. Such That's a, a goal that could have been a backbreaker. Well, like Penguins score that is three two. They yeah. go into the intermission and go oh yeah exactly. So but you go into the third, you get a power play. They had only had one, right, until that point? Yes. That first was their one, second. The first one was not good. No, it wasn't. The second one was even worse. And it was worse because they gave up a shorthanded goal. The yep. first time this year with a goalie in the net, second yep. shorthanded goal overall. The first was a, uh, they Win- had a six on four, empty net, extra attacker situation, and Winnipeg scored into the They empty scored net. an empty net goal short. It counted as shorthanded, but it, it's, yep. not, it's not quite the same. Yeah. Then... To make matters worse, on the two-on-one rush, McCann, who scored, it's a brilliant goal. Yeah. I mean, if you just so as a neutral, a, it's a highlight you finish, go, yeah. that's a great goal. Maybe yeah. one of the best goals, maybe the best goal against the Stars this year. Maybe, but, maybe, yeah. I mean, he ca- the pass is behind him yeah. on the two-on-one. He catches it and spins in stride and throws a backhand on Hudobin and scores. Mm-hmm. If you're a Penguins fan, you are absolutely elated with it. But, ugh, why are you giving up a two-on-one on a show? When you have a power play, it was poorly played all the way around. All the way around, yeah. It was just not. It was, it was. It was bad, and that was that power play. So the stars had no shots, and either the first two power plays. Then they get to the end of the game, eighty seconds remaining. They get another power play and get eighty seconds of six on four to end the game, and they get one shot a Tyler Sagan shot with about thirty three seconds left in the game, and and then Ben had a follow up right on like the top of the crease, and I think it. I think he tried to go backhand. I don't know if Murray got it with his pad or if it just dribbled wide. Just missed. But it was a close-up yeah. chance. Um, I was disappointed because the Stars were – they gave him a power play, right, at the end of the game for a six-on-four. Yeah. Brian Russ would call for holding. I thought the, the the play a few minutes before where Jamie Benn got tackled onto the top of Matt Murray was more of a penalty yeah. than what they called on Rust. Uh, but whatever, they, yeah. they get the chance. So you have a chance with, what, a minute 20 left mm-hmm. to – Tie the game. Yes. Get to overtime and see where it happens. And you did nothing. They had uh, Sagan shot, as you said, the Ben follow up. And then after that, Zilch. Yeah. Really didn't. They, and and uh, Monty even talked about it in the postgame. They literally rimmed the puck and cleared on themselves. Yes, they did. It was and terrible. With six on four, that's really showing lack of composure. And then after the game. Um, I want to watch two cars try to take the same lane yeah, at the same time. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't, but they're, they're about to. Do you think if, if we did witness an accident, the car cast would be used as evidence? No, uh, maybe to corroborate your statement as like a backup kind of thing, but I don't think so. I think yeah. it would have, because it's not visual, Yeah. Um, I think we would have to make verbal statements saying, hey, we witnessed this. They would take that down in our information. We could say, hey, we were recording it at the time. Yeah, here's our verbal statements. So this is a... Subscribe on iTunes. This, is, this, this will back up our statement. But I don't think it would be used as evidence, no. It's, I think our, our our actual statements to law enforcement, not just, hey, nobody's going to want you to be blown. Hey, just listen to our car cast. Be a way to get more listeners. How desperate are we? <laughs> Considering how much money we make on this, which yeah. is exactly zero. Yes. Um, I don't, we're, we're, we're open to that changing. Sure. Yeah, if you want to... Contribute to the car cast fund, <laughs> gas money, <laughs> whatever that um, is. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Windshield insurance. Yeah, that's a 
sore spot today. Yeah, it's a sore spot. Anyway, so they lose three to two to the Penguins and end up going one three and one. It doesn't seem like a lot, Sean, but two two and one sounds a lot better than one three and one. Yeah, the good thing is they're in the Western Conference where everything is. But you know what? In. I don't think they should, that should be held against them. It's simply the good thing is they are still in the first wild card spot yes. with a couple of points in hand. Yes, which they are. means we're going to get some questions of are they done? They're not done. Yeah, they're not feel, done. You go one, three, and one over five game homestand. You feel bad about it, but you're not done. So there you go. There's okay. our recap. Um, should we go to the lightning round? Let's go to All the right. lightning round. You lead it off because you're the question reader tonight. Let's see. We will. Uh, I'm the one trying not to hit anybody on the road. Or be hit. We're gonna go to. We're gonna go to the hashtag. Right. Because by the way, it has worked. It has worked. Hashtag Carcast. If, uh, it's made it a lot easier it's, as it, opposed to digging through mentions. Yes, it's what's. It's much easier to. Uh, Especially the earlier questions. Yes. Uh, one of our, our follower, our frequent uh, commenters. Quote tweeted his initial question to make sure we didn't miss it. I, yeah, I will make sure to get to that. Yeah, that's uh, that's next level dedication to the okay. podcast. So good job. Okay, let's see. Where did it start today? Okay, we've got. I tried to ramble a little bit to give you yes. time to find okay. the beginning of the first. Thing. First one we've got um, from two hours ago. Is it time for someone else to take over the power play units just to try something new? Talking about somebody other than assistant coach Coach Todd Nelson. How about some backstory? Yeah. Nelson came in, and he's a guy who I believe is more than capable, or very capable, of being an NHL head coach. He's an excellent. He has an excellent track record in the in the AHL. He won in the UHL. He's an NHL assistant before. He's been an NHL head coach, although briefly interim role too. Interim role and didn't get a, a lot of help with a, at the time a bad Oilers mm-hmm. team, which hasn't necessarily changed that much. Yeah, but. Uh, really highly praised for his ingenuity on on power play. Yes. Obviously, he's as a coach, you shoulder some of the blame, but number one is personnel. Yeah. Well, the star's personnel has to show more creativity. They for one. have the, the people to, they, to they be. Have, they have the people to do it. Five power play, I believe. I agree with that. Yeah. You can see their lack of confidence. They're they have no swagger about their power play right now. Yeah. Right, and I don't know if that's something that it's it's an interesting thing because I don't know if it's something that that a coach can fix or if that's something that just do the jo- players have to find yeah. that because that top power play unit isn't changing and whether Todd Nelson tells them to do X or Y, they're still they're doing they're, what they're, they they're, think they're, there's still an execution for what they think works. Right, and and they're not robots. Yeah, right. Uh, creative players do not just follow instructions. They they get guidelines and then they they. Why they're skilled guys, skilled players? Yeah, they kind of work within the guidelines that are suggested to them. But I mean, that's part of it. Is they say, "Well, go out and yeah. do your thing." I do think I, I will on the first unit. Yeah, I think it's more on the players. I do think more of the second unit falls on the coach as far as trying to figure out, find out what fits. Yeah, um, I think it's There's a little been bit, a lot of turnover. It's a little bit of shared blame, I think. I think um, the second unit hasn't gotten a whole lot of ice time. No, they haven't. Part of it is because you know your most talented players are the big guns. Ben yes. Sagan, Radulov, Klingberg, uh, Hintz is... That fifth spot has been up for grabs quite a bit. Sagan, Hintz, mm-hmm. uh, Devin Shore was there a bit when he was on the team. Uh, Brett Ritchie's had a spell with them. Uh, Haskinen, they tried the 2D for a little bit. They... But I wonder, Sean, if 
they wouldn't be. I mean, there's, that's the problem, right? You want to get your best players on the ice as much as they yeah. can because they have the chance to, to go out and be effective. Maybe you need to give that second group a little bit more time. And you know what? Maybe because they the first unit's been out there for a lot. And of maybe it puts a little bit more pressure on the first unit to perform. Maybe you look at it. Okay, we're losing ice time. Why? Like it just maybe that makes them look inside. Who knows? All right, next one. Um, but then you go. Well, why wouldn't we want a? If he's fresh, why wouldn't you want Sagan or Radulov or Ben? Because they're I, the ones getting it done. I know. I'm just team. talking right. about. No, I'm, I'm just I'm talking about pushing buttons and figuring right. something out. I'm with you. Uh, okay. Um, from that early question you mentioned, um, I was wondering how the Stars could go one three and one despite out shooting the other team every every game. Is our shooting that terrible, or are the opposite goalies just that that good? I have an answer. My first initial answer is this: is comes down to two things for me. A quality of shots. And B, one of the reasons they're out shooting teams is they've been trailing, and it's easy. And, and you're chasing more, hockey. And you're chasing hockey, and there's more desperation, more shots when you're chasing. The number of shots is not always indicative of the quality of play, mm-hmm. which is why for years now, fifth year, I've been tracking quality scoring chances, not just relying on the shot totals, mm-hmm. because not all shots are created equal. Not all quality scoring do, chances. Do you know are offhand how many of those five games, how many times they had the quality, they won the quality scoring chance battle of the left? I think all five. Okay. I would have to go back and look, yep. but I know at least the last three they've had a pretty significant edge. Or, also, but usually they have a lead in that. Because here's the thing: you can get bombarded with shots from the outside, and early yep. in the game, Pittsburgh had more shots than the Stars. Yes, they had more attempts. They finished even at 60 apiece, but in the first two periods, Pittsburgh had more. Why is it even? Because the Stars were pushing and flinging and. It wasn't always necessarily creating more. They actually had quite a few quality scoring chances again today. But they, again, I mean, this has plagued them all year. Yeah. Plenty of chances, not enough finish. Yeah. Right? Yes. I mean, and that, that's what it is. And also, it's not, in this, this road trip, I'm not putting it on they got beat by goalies. They kind of beat themselves too a bit. So it's just, um, it's the Stars also have a pretty bad shooting percentage, which also goes into the personnel. They don't have goal scorers. They don't have many goal they scorers. They don't have enough. Yes. Right. Now, I think there's a couple budding ones. Yeah. Uh, Hints, Les Perrants seem to be in that category of, uh, I think they're... Maybe. They could be. Right. right. I don't know yeah. for sure, but they see... I think that if you compare the players in the top six at the beginning of the season to now, yeah. I think... I feel like there's some more potential for a better top six, but I mean, again, the jury's still out on that. Yeah. All right. Next one. Um... Why do the Stars play people on their offhand on the power play? No options for one-timers for Sagan or Hints. This just seems crazy to me. I think what they mean is why do they play them on their strong side, not on their offhand. Because if you're yeah. on your offside, you do set up for the one-timer. Yeah. That's why they do that. Um, They've switched it recently. There's a couple reasons for this, actually. There's a couple thought processes behind this. For one, it's more of it's easier to zip the puck around, and you're looking at the, the catches a little right. bit easier. Um, the other thing, too, is... Trying to set hints up for the one-timer isn't really... Not that he hints, can't take a one-timer. It's not really the weapon. It's not the strength of his yeah, game. It's not right? the strength. And it's also something where you try and... The Stars have also tried to use Sagan as a little bit more of a facilitator on the power play. Right. Um, because a lot they felt like it's sort of a one-way yeah. traffic of Sagan kind of being targeted or they try to shut him down. Yeah, it, it You know what, Sean? The difference is, and maybe this is the swagger, maybe this is just because he's the best at it, is Alex Ovechkin 
is in the same spot all the time. He looks Why? Like he's, he looks like he's waiting for a bus. He literally <laughs> stands in his spot and says, give me the puck, I'm shooting him. Yeah. And yet he scores a ton of them. Why? Because, one, the Caps are able to be creative in ways of getting it to him. And also he goes, he just rips it. Yeah. Now, Sagan's got that quality of a shot. He really does. He does. But basically, the, but the, they, the, the, they haven't been answer, looking for that a lot. To answer the question, it's, it's an attempt to try and change it up and get something else going. Because they've done... Radulov on the right side, Sagan on the left, you know, opposite-handed one-timers. And at the beginning of the season, it was like, wow, they both are there. They're both cranking these shots. You can't key on one without, for fear of leaving the other one wide open. They're dangerous. Yeah. And it, they've lacked that net front guy to be able to not have Radulov down low. And I actually think he's good in that spot where he can just cause chaos around and, the net. And win battles. Yeah. Right. He's good at that. He's excellent at deflecting pucks. Yeah. But, I, yeah, they, they haven't figured out the winning solution lately, have they? No. I mean, Klingberg scored against the Panthers. Yeah. But it's the only one they've scored in, like, six games. Yeah. Um, any particular reason it was Dowling over Gurionov that got the call-up? We've had this question a lot on our post-game show um, on the radio. So There's a – there's a, I mean – Yes, there are particular there, reasons. There are reasons. For one, Justin Dowling's a center. And the Stars right now are at a point where the Stars are trying to find a sixth top six player right yes. now. Basically, there's five that we know of going to the playoffs. It's Rope, well, in theory, going to the playoffs. Rope Hintz, Tyler Sagan, Alexander Radulov, Jamie Benn, and Matt Zuccarello. Assuming he can, becomes healthy. Assuming he's healthy. Those right. are your five top six. You're looking for who is they going to be that sixth top right. six Right player. now, because of Zuccarello being out, Joel Lesperance is in that top yeah. six. Yes, but... And who's the other one? So the battle is, okay, who is the sixth? And... There's two ways you're looking at it. A, do you like Hintz playing with Sagan and Radulov? If you like them playing together, which I do, yeah. you need someone to center that second line. Right. Could it be Jason Dickinson? Could it be Joel Esperance? Could it be Justin Dowling? All you, three of them have shown all, flashes. All, all three things. of them have shown flashes. So you're looking at A, you're looking at a center, and you're trying to figure out a center. The other thing, too, and it's not it's not a knock on Guryanov. It's not an, and it's not it's just. They're trying different things. Right. That's the, you're trying to see. And nothing against Gurionov personally, but the last couple of times he's been up, he's mm-hmm. started well and faded. And yes. so the most distinct memories in the Dallas Stars coaches' minds are Gurionov not getting it done. And just because he has all the potential doesn't mean he's necessarily realizing that yet. And Gurionov has also gotten more chances overall than Dowling, and he didn't keep his job. For example, Rope Hintz was doing the back and forth, and he won and kept his job. Right. Gurionov did not win his job. No, and he had, and he had more chances. chances. You mean not just scoring chances, but actual call time and situations. And, and more call-ups. Call-ups. Yes. And more times being put in a top-six role. Yes. Uh, speaking of Dowling, they actually gave him a second-line center role. Yes. In previous call-ups with the previous coaching staffs, a lot of times it's third or fourth line. Even this year, it was it was right. a little bit of more of a third line role. They kind, of, I think, for one game they started him up mm-hmm. in that second line spot, and he needs to be on the second power play, which he, they didn't get a lot of ice time tonight no. because of that. Stars had three power plays, by the way. He needs to, and a, and a, and a second line role plays into his skill set better. Um, I like the idea of Ben and, and Lesperance on his wings because they're both in theory shooters. Yeah. And he's more of a passer. I mean, he can still score, but he's a setup guy. He has a lot of creativity. And you, Jim Montgomery did not have a lot of positive things to say in the, his post-game comments, but he did about Dowling's game today. Yeah. I, I, here's, here's the other thing, too. 
you can want it's the good thing is the stars actually in my view the most important thing actually is a the stars actually went and made a call up and said okay let's look and try and find these options right um you also can make a case that Guryanov should also be up and i'm not saying that he shouldn't also be up but to the to go and say dowling shouldn't be up or hasn't deserved it i don't think that's fair right no and that, yeah, yeah. right both can be true yes right is Gurionov can be ready for the NHL yeah. and yet still not be the one selected. Yes. I understand the excitement of, hey, he's our first rounder from a couple of years ago. We want him to realize his potential and be another big, fast, strong, impactful guy. And, but, fr- and frankly, I, I, mean, th- I look, think Gurionov... To, th- yes. to think that the coaching staff is just picking somebody different for the sake of a whim mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Everything they do has a reason for it. You may or may not like their reason, but... I mean, these guys aren't just throwing darts at a at a wall. Oh, slight. I mean, you're trying different things in, in a but, way, but right? But there, it's more there, calculated than that. Exactly. But, there are realistic and thoughts. I, and, they go and, through and, a and, whole and, staff and they and, fight these ideas. And realistically, out. though, and realistically, I think there's they still have a call up open to give Gurionov a chance if no one sees it as an opportunity. There's still an opportunity to do that, yeah. and it wouldn't surprise me if that happened. All right. Um, with a four-game road trip to Canada looming, do you think the Stars hold on and make the playoffs? Do I think they do? Um, yeah, I do. I'm optimistic. I, I, I see fans that get nervous when they things go poorly mm-hmm. and go, oh, we're done. Oh, you know, this is going to fall apart. I don't like to live that way. I don't want to presume the worst will happen. Can you th- talk about the scenario, what if this happens? Sure. It is possible that they lose out and everything mm-hmm. collapses. It happened last year. Yeah. If they lose all four games on this road trip, which I don't think will happen, but if they do, that's bad. Yes. They could find themselves quickly outside of the playoffs looking in. They can't afford that. But to immediately assume that the worst is not really the way I'd like to go about living my life. You? No, I yeah, you, I like to live positively. I yeah. I, I I, I mean, I'm trying to be realistic here. I, I, I think realistically, it's, they could be out. They could be in. Um, if you had to, my guts, my gut says they're still going to be in. Now, who knows? There's a reason that there's still seven games to play and right. to, to to see what happens. I right, um, two and two. Mm-hmm. You okay with two and two? On the road? Yeah, I mean, in this road trip, this coming road trip. Yeah, I'm fine with two and two. The question is how. If you lose the first two to Winnipeg and Calgary. Mm-hmm. Then the people that are already worried lose their minds. Yes. If you and then you beat Edmonton and Vancouver and maybe that placates a little bit, but they go, oh wow, you didn't beat anybody good. I actually think the opposite is true. I think the Stars tend to play up or down to their level of their competition. Yes. And they'll actually play just as well against Winni- uh, Winnipeg and Calgary. Yeah. As they will the latter stage. Although they always play well in Vancouver. And they've played in, well in Calgary, too, actually. Well in Calgary. Got a yeah. win already yeah. this year. Actually didn't play that poorly in Edmonton. They just couldn't score. Yeah. Um, so, again, uh, look, Winnipeg's been a tough place for them to play, but they're going to be desperate. We'll see. The Jets uh, had a big win tonight at home against the Preds, but that's a bit of a ride. I mean, we'll, yeah, see. we'll see. It's okay. a tough team. I um, Quick yes or no. This one I just want to keep it short because I don't want to go break down this whole one, but just be, I want to honor it because they use the hashtag. <laughs> if Dallas played Calgary in a playoff series, who would win? Um, right now, it's a tall. I, I Calgary would be the favorite. Yeah, well, they're yeah. The, the higher seed. Calgary would be the favorite, yes, but I think if they I, played in the first round, it would be because Calgary won the Pacific and Dallas and the Stars, the, probably the second wild card or, you, depe- or the first. Depending first on, or second, depending on how I, I yeah. think it looks like the Pacific might prevail. Yeah, but it's close. We'll see. Uh, I, I like the idea. I, I, there are 
Are there any? I guess I'll ask this follow up. Is there any team in the West that you say I, we just can't play them? I'm petrified of them. Um, not from a matchup standpoint. That's what I mean. But not, not, not from an individual matchup standpoint, but from a how good that team is playing. Is Vegas just scary? That's me. the one yeah. team that yeah. the Stars have not won beaten them this year. Yep. Uh, I don't know if Dallas has given them their their A game. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen the Stars play at their best against Vegas this year. That may all be, still be the matchup, but the maybe that. But you know what? Right now, but that's not something to worry I about. I just yeah. want this team to make the playoffs. I'll pl- yeah. I, I'm happy with anybody. Yes, there are no. certain no. ones that could be better. I think the, the Preds would be a great matchup, mm-hmm. not just for the Winter Classic narrative. I just think the Preds are right for the picking. I don't think they're. Uh, I think they're they're beatable. Yeah, no, that's fair. But then again, so, so would St. Louis or you know Winnipeg or Calgary or or even San Jose. Yeah, San Jose would be a tough one too. All right, uh, if from, they're up to. They, I mean, they're a pretty deep forward group. Next one, um, for both of you, if you were to design your own goalie mask, what would you have on it? Virtual high fives if it isn't food-related. If it isn't food-related? Yes. Well, that's restrictive. <laughs> I'm not saying that that's my go-to, but why, why paint us into a corner, <laughs> right? I mean, I almost want to say food just in spite of that question. You would get no virtual high fives then. Okay, it's, vir- <laughs> it's virtual, so <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> um, you, you have a goalie mask. It's just black, though. Right, but... You chose skinny, to paint that because it's cheaper. It's expensive it, to get a goalie mask. Very, it's very it, expensive. Thousand bucks. It depends. It depends. It's yeah. It's, ex, it's expensive. Some of them can be more. It's expensive to get a goalie mask painted. If I it's, had a trip, I haven't really thought about that. See, this is more. This is more of like a drawing it on a. Like, this is more of a visual thing. Right. But also, like, it also depends too on what team, the color scheme, mm-hmm. maybe something uh, pertaining to the city or the team history. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to to hedge it or punt this and say I, I don't know. I need to think about it more because, you know, that's a that's just an important thing. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna have to punt because it you're depends. at least a goalie. There, there, but there's too many factors. I, I will say this: I like the skyline look. I like this as far as I, I How like. How about this? Let's have a couple of ones that we've liked in the past. I always liked Patrick Laleem's Marvin the Martian. That was a good one. I thought that was a really creative yes. one. I like that one. Just one I like. Yes, uh, there's many I like, but that's one of them. I always liked that one. Um, let's see what some other ones that I like. Um, the Belfort Eagle was always classic. Yep. That was always a good classic. Curtis Joseph. Curtis Very Joseph was good. I liked that one. The It's harder. It's funny because the today's masks are so intricate and there's great artwork. Yeah. But I feel as though compared to the old goalie mask where it was just the eye holes and then maybe a breathing nose and mouth section, yeah. the cage breaks up. Some really some of the old ones where they were yeah. like the the more solid fronts, mm-hmm. you really could do some crazy things. Yeah, that really distinctive. Mm-hmm. Who was it? The uh, which Canucks goalie was it that had the one that made it look like the old mask and is like had the ears on the side? Um, was it Markstrom? Was it Mark, I think it was Markstrom's well, mask. Uh, Steve Shields did it first. Yeah, he did the Jerry Cheever's mask yes. with the ears, yeah. so it looked like he was Jerry Cheever's head. Yeah, I that liked was, that one. That was really cool. Was cool. And then somebody in Vancouver, I think it might have been Jacob. I think it's Markstrom. It could have been Eddie Lack. Yeah, it could but have been. anyway, I that that was creative. Yeah, let's see. Um, that was one. Of, let's see a couple panicking questions. We kind of touched on that a little bit. Um, Wait, don't panic. We have Jamie Alexiak said something this morning to the Pittsburgh media. Okay, of which I read an article talking about him. One of the things he said he learned from playing with the Penguins for a year and making the playoffs mm-hmm. was this team doesn't 
get too bent out of shape. They stay in their lane a lot, which means not, and it's a cliche, not too high, not too low. Mm-hmm. That's good teams keep going. You know, they push forward. Hey, we win. Great. We're happy, but let's not get overly excited and over enthusiastic. Hey, we lost a couple. Let's not lose it. The fan base is way more roller coaster like than the players typically. Are they disappointed after losing? Yes, but they have a game to play. They have a job to do. If are they thrilled if they win? Yeah, but they don't go out and and douse themselves in their favorite beverage on a regular. Maybe yeah. maybe a Stanley Cup win, but you know. So okay, um, they don't drink probably as much as the writers do these days. <laughs> well, maybe uh, they do. I don't know. We we uh, got a couple. Let's see. Here's one that Spezza got stupidly, in my opinion, scratched because of a mistake that led to a goal. Do you think the what, same? Because of Thursday night. Yeah. Let me let me finish reading the question. All right. Well, I was just Spezza happy. got stupidly, in my opinion, scratched scratched because of a mistake that led to a goal. Do you think that same thing happens to Pollock now, or would that require more consistency than I should expect? Let me, so. Well, there's two. There's there's, 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 there's multiple things. There's multiple things. Spezza did not get scratched for the bad line change. That is not why. Brett Ritchie may have been scratched for the bad line change. Jason Spezza, while that is... It, so, was, it was actually a factor. Jim Montgomery said it to us. It was a factor. But he, didn't, he didn't say it in the, in the scrum because nobody no, asked but, specifically. But, 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 but it, he did mention that that was part of it. Part of it. However... It's Jason, not the main factor. Jason Spezza got scratched because he's at a point where he doesn't bring anything to the lineup that the coaches believe in. And he only plays seven minutes a night. And when he does play, he wasn't bringing anything the coaches wanted. It doesn't have that while that one backbreaking factor it line didn't change help him. It didn't help him. That wasn't the reason he was. No, stretched. but that was more Brett Ritchie's. Yes, it was more. Well, here's Brett. the thing, Jason Spezza at this point, and Monty said this in the scrum tonight and to our pregame interview was, he believed Justin Dowling helps bring more opportunity to create chances five on five. Mm-hmm. They don't score enough five on five goals. They don't score enough power play goals. It was a possum. Oh yeah, look at that. I don't see enough of those No. at night, so that was awesome. Yeah, it's going to my neighbor's house, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> I would love, I don't wish this on you, but I would love to have seen if the possum went into your up your front steps while we were recording. Yeah. <laughs> would you have jumped out of the car and tried to scare, shake him away, or would you have just commentated? Well, he wouldn't have gotten into the house. We have a possum sighting. First time on the car cast. I can guarantee you in 66 episodes, this is so, a first. First time we've seen a possum, yeah. Speaking of Jason Spezza, <laughs> is he playing dead? Is he playing possum? Not uh, dead yet. <laughs> but here's the thing. They're not playing him much five-on-five, five, as you, you illustrated. Yep. Um, he, so power play guy, has you can still see he has value on a power play. Mm-hmm. And face-off guy, strong face-off guy. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that he gets scratched, he comes back, he has a couple looks on the power play, and he misses badly on yeah. two very good chances. Shoots over the net, wheels around, comes back to the same spot, again, misses. The problem is the Stars don't generate enough power play opportunities. They were last in the league, I think, tonight. They and Last time I checked, they passed L.A. by one. But they're yeah. the bottom two yes. as far as Drawing opportunities penalties. to have a five-on-four, five-on-three, four-on-three, whatever. Man advantage, they, don't, they have very few compared to the rest of the league. Well, if you don't have a lot of power play opportunities, there's less of an urgency to make sure you have a power play specialist in your fourth line. Yeah. So that's those are kind of the thoughts. And so instead, they move Dickinson down. They can jump him up the lineup for something if they want. Mm-hmm. And Dowling, they're hoping, creates more. I mean, I'd like to see Dowling play more. 
Yeah, well, and the other thing about, so Roman Pollock's not going to be scratched for the goal against because for the coaching staff and you look at and how you weigh things is you weigh, mis, you weigh risk versus reward, you weigh mistakes versus overall performance, and the coaching staff trusts Roman Pollock. Well, and he's built up enough credit over with good play over the year. Whatever, whatever, right? what, however you want to look at Roman right. Pollock's year, the, coaching, the coaches trust him. And that mistake... If he in, does in that his, repeatedly, that yes, would change the trust. For the coaching staff, and you take a look at the ledger, that's one thing when they do, he does way more that they trust him for. Of and, course. and so he's still going to be in the lineup. Jason Spez is at a point where he doesn't have that ledger. His credit has gone yes, down. Yes. Right? Much like but, me but, when I got identity thefted with a fraudulent account, I had to claw and scratch to rebuild my yes. credit. It, it happened. We're clear. I'm back to the high sevens. I'm proud to say. There you go. Which is a good score, but no, it does. It's it's a pain. Um, similar note. How much of a parallel exists between Jason Spezza and Jamie Ben? The former realizing the end of his career, the latter playing with two AHL players at the end of his pro- close to his prime. I disagree about the Jamie Ben note playing with two AHL players at the close to at close at the close of his prime. Yes, because. A Joel Lesperance is a young player who is becoming, who could become way more. That's I see a lot of potential there for growth. And also, remember playing in his first. Yes, playing in his first season, first and, stint. I mean, yes. he, the, most of the year he was in the AHL, so he's really just getting yes. his feet wet. Yes, and Jamie Ben also play, and there when minutes are big, he ends up playing with Ben Sa- with uh, yeah, Sagan and Radulov. Still, I, I I don't see Lesperance played less yes. tonight. Didn't get a lot of power play because they, they, they switched him and Dickinson well, for a little the bit. Yeah. First line or first the first power play unit ate yeah. up all the minutes, so the second didn't get much. So he only played. I think he ended up playing like yeah. ten minutes and change. And, and Dickinson ended up playing quite a bit on the second yes. line. They ended up switching about halfway through the second Which period. Which they do. Like and yes, Justin Dowling's a player. Boy, if up, Lesbron scores in that first period, what a difference, right? That's true. Yeah. No, but Justin Dowling may be a player up from the AHL. I just it's with what this team has, he's a top six option, and I don't think it's. To use the word AHL player as is kind of a is a tag that if you called up Dennis Gurionov, you'd call my AHL player too. That's just it's it's just true. He's up yeah. from the AHL. Um, and is it is it parallel to Jason Spezzett? I mean, both players have have taken a step back in a couple recent years from what they were when the Stars were in, were the best team in the, the difference league. is Jamie Ben still has you know twenty five plus goals. Yes, twenty six, twenty seven, twenty seven goals. Right. Like, so yeah. he's second only to Sagan who has twenty nine. Jason Spezza has single digits. Yeah. What's he at? Nine. He is at nine. So yeah. He's close to ten. Yeah. But that's my point. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Ben has three times as many goals. Yeah. So it's not a really fair comparison. And also, Jason Spezza is is his career is winding down. Jamie yeah. Ben, hopefully <laughs> with a long extension, still has many years to go yeah. before yeah. he reaches that point. Okay. But he he is clearly, uh, you know, his pri- he's not waiting for prime years in front of him, is he? No. No, I, those are all the ones with the hashtag. I'm just going to do a quick perusal of the uh, okay the of, of, of the mentions just to make sure if there's anything we haven't. You covered. want to reward people that aren't following directions? Uh, if it's a creative one, I'm just going through oh, okay, to course. see if there's anything. Okay. Um, I'm just going to ask for a number answer on this. How many people would have to get hurt for Honka to play? Um, I don't want to wish any ill on folks, but at least three defensemen. Yes. At least three. Two in the lineup right now. The one who is who is the healthy scratch, addition to Honka, and one from the AHL. Well, one, it would be at least one in the lineup. 
plus one one more would right, and then yeah, that, so, yeah. yeah. at so, least three. At least three. Um, let's see. Where is anything? Actually, maybe four. Possibly four. Yeah. Because I'm now uh, now that I think about it, Hanley and Bayreuther. That's true. Could possibly be above him, even yeah. though they're playing in the AHL. Yes. So yeah, it, it's it's not good for Julius Honker at the moment. It, no, it's not. It's not looking good for him. Um, let's see if there's anything else that sticks out. Excuse me, I have to blow my nose here. The other, uh, the other one was another one that actually someone used the the, the uh, hashtag that that I missed before. Why did Jim Nill get a second five year contract? Um, when Jim Nill got that contract, the Stars were. It was a reward for get, building a team that won had the best record in the Western Conference. They were trending up toward yeah. being a real legit Stanley Cup contender. In fact, they were a Stanley Cup contender, yeah. right? They're a game seven at home away from going to the the conference finals, and yeah. could have easily won that game. I I said this to a couple people recently. If you took Ben Bishop and Anton Hudobin as they've played this season, mm-hmm. and you put them on that fifteen sixteen team. Granted, they would have faced a lot more odd man chances because that's just the up and down way. Yes. But the ability for them to be more consistent and come up with more of those saves, Stars might have won the cup. I was I was talking right? I was talking to someone today on the phone who is a Stars fan who they told me that they would they literally said they would give their right arm if they would give their right arm if the fifteen sixteen team could have had this goaltending. I would not. I would, I would love to have seen. Literally, I would not. I would not give my right arm. I'm not willing to give up an appendage, except for the appendix. I would have my appendix removed, maybe for that, right? Because it's, <laughs> uh, it's it's a surplus. Wisdom teeth. Already have them removed, so can't can't offer. Them. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, but no, I, yeah. I mean, no, I would not give up my arm. But uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the sentiment is there, right? Is yes, that, yes, boy, yes, that is that could be a massive combination. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Problem was is that the stars couldn't make that move at the time because you know Kari Lettinen's contract was long and expensive, and mm-hmm. it, it wasn't really deemed movable mm-hmm. unless you retain a ton of salary. And then it's still hard to go out and get the guys you want. I mean, what if the stars had found a way to trade for Ben Bishop in, when he was still in Tampa mm-hmm. for that year? Yeah, it, it's possible. Yeah, it's. Uh, Thank you to everyone for your questions. As you see with the hashtag, it's easier for us. It really helps. It really does. It does. So thank you for following that, yeah. and we're going to keep that going. Sean, I saw a question the other night, or maybe just a tweet. tweet. It's not necessarily for the post-game questions, but said, hey, how come you guys can't get on Skype and do one of these for the road games? It wouldn't be a car cast, then, would it? It, it wouldn't be a car it cast. It would be a Skype cast. It wouldn't be a car cast, and also there's number of... Factors. Number of factors as far as... Connectivity right. and like uh, logistics, where we are, yes. we're not in the same city. Um, if I was traveling with the team, we might, but then again, I would be traveling with the team and you not are not. Yes. So then that would again separate us. So. There's also there's also the factor of we appreciate the desire to want a yes. car cast after road games. Yes, there. Yes, and there's also the there's just a number of factors there, and there's also a combination of. My commute typically back from a road game is like five minutes back to my hotel. Or on the odd game that you do not travel, mm-hmm. you're at home most likely. Yes. And I'm downtown at the ticket studios. Mm-hmm. Or we did the one game at Texas Live. That was really cool. 
You're probably going to be at the road games. You doing any on the? Are you doing any of the road trips? Watch parties this coming up? No, not this week. We don't have those planned, which would be too bad because those are fun. We really enjoyed it, but uh, it looks like we'll be in the studio this week. I would love to if the stars have some playoff games on the road. Mm-hmm. I think they might go back to Texas live. I'd love to do it again because that's if you can't watch it in the in the arena, it's the next best thing. It's a giant. It's huge screen, LED ribbon boards, goal horn, CO2 canister releases, so they have sort of the smoky fog things. Mm-hmm. And they fed us, too. I was waiting for when the food would come off. It was. Oh, how does it not? Come on. <laughs> the food always food always finds a way. Free food is the best sometimes, or many times. Well, we will uh, be back in eight days? Ten days? Well, CarCast will be back yes. uh, Tuesday... We'll be back in April. April. Uh, was it April 2nd? That sounds right. Right? Could be uh, the return of Matt Zuccarello, stars possibly. Stars and Flyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only time that the Broad Street Bullies, or formerly known as Broad Street Bullies, come to town. They lost tonight. I think that's it. There was still a... I think they still had a shot. Yeah. I think tonight losing at home to the Islanders? Question mark? Sounds right. That was... <laughs> that's... I mean, a team that they're chasing, although they probably weren't going to catch them, but... They've just given away enough points here. They had a pretty magical run, got themselves somewhat relevant again. It's not enough. But, Sean, speaking of which, Carter Hart looks like the real deal. Yeah. And we saw him play when we were in Philly, and he was yep. he's good. And he's only, what, 19? Might be 20 now. 20? But, Even but so. Either way. Long way to go. Yeah. Everyone, uh, thank you for listening. We will... Uh, We'll be back after the uh, the road trip. Episode 67 will be sometime in April, early April. So hopefully we're talking about locking up a playoff spot by then. That, yeah, that game, if things go well on this road trip, that could be the game to lock up a playoff spot. It would be great if they didn't have yeah. to rely on the back-to-back at Chicago at home against Minnesota yes. to close it out. But, hey, right now the most important thing, for all you panicky naysayers or on the standing on the ledgers, first of all, don't jump. Get back from that ledge, my friend. Sorry, I couldn't help it. That's good. Uh, But we get greedy once you start, you get in a playoff spot. Then you go, well, maybe we can get a little higher. Maybe we can catch St. Louis. Maybe we get home ice advantage and catch Nashville. By the way, St. Louis is two points out of Nashville. I know. For home ice in the first round. You just need to get in. This year, the Stars getting the playoffs and then see what happens. It's also, you know what, and this is also... It's more fun. Like I know, I know there may be stress and palpitations. Yeah, it's way more stressful. It, it, it is, but you know what? It's more fun to be doing this right now than to be completely out, right? Right. I mean, like, like enjoy it. The L.A. Kings or Ottawa or even the Florida Panthers have been playing yeah. some good hockey lately. You know that your season is over in two weeks. Mm-hmm. The Stars still have a shot to not be over with, and that, and they're in the play. They 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 have to lose it, right? Yeah. It's more fun. They so. can still control their own fate, which. Understand there's risk, but embrace the fun. So that'll do it for us for, I say it for like the fourth time, and now I'm actually hitting end on the record button. Thanks for listening.